Love is amazing, but it's also bullshit, and it might also get you murdered. Okay, so, uh, welcome everybody to another episode of Love is Amazing, but it's also bullshit and it could get you murdered the podcast that reminds you that everything you ever wanted in this life can turn into a big fucking dumpster fire uh i'm aaron black with me as always is nick control freak luna hey 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 and today uh super excited to have her back on the show amanda hurricane gale hurricane where did i ever earn that title from because your last name's gale so i i thought about this before you have you've been thinking about this for a while. Oh yeah, oh, I well, like to give okay. people nicknames. So okay, like I'd like to refer to you as like our true crime like den mother. <laughs> Why? Because I'm annoying, or oh. because no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. You have a very warm motherly presence. Oh, I that's. I hope it doesn't mean I'm old. No. I'm, I'm reading into it. Look at me being no, like, no, wait, no. what do you mean by that? <laughs> what does that mean? Are you saying I'm old? No. no. <laughs> I believe we're both older than you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, okay. so don't worry. How old do you think I am? No, okay, we won't go there. Let's focus on love is amazing. Love is amazing. Yeah. No, no, but but um, Nick has been very proud of that term. He's, he's used it like several times in private, in conversation with me. Well, I was like, hey, you know, when Amanda's back on the show, I would like to refer to her in this way because... At least Aaron and myself feel like we're all on like the same true crime page. Ah, okay. You know what I mean? Yes. And like we're we're on the same page when it comes to everything like that. Okay, great. So it was a compliment. It, it, it was a compliment. Well, yeah. then 100%. don't stop. Well, yeah. then don't stop. Oh, okay. yeah, I'll keep them coming. <laughs> all right. How about how about a true crime den sexy aunt? Sexy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The hot mom, right? It's not like <laughs> <laughs> the, the weird dead mom. All right. Yeah, yeah. You're a true crime den milf. Okay. Good. Uh, okay. I like it. On uh, June 29th, 1991, a beautiful Canadian couple were trying were tying the knot. Uh, their wedding was picture perfect. They just, like, they looked great. Everybody thought they were going to, you know, just be happy and amazing forever. That same day in a lake in Ontario, uh, Lake Gibson, authorities were pulling out the remains of a 15-year-old girl. Could these two seemingly opposite events have anything to do with one another? Of course they could, you idiot. You're listening to a true crime podcast. So that definitely (laughs) is is something that's going to happen. Uh, This is the case of Paul Bernardo and Tammy Homoka, the Ken and Barbie murders, a relationship forged in the depths of hell. Wait, wait, wait. Right quick, what's our source material? A whole bunch of shit. A bunch of (laughs) shit. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I I think most of our sound bites are coming from uh, A&E's biography on it. You know, in case the listeners want to, like, go back. Fact check, if you will. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. Do you um, have listeners that are like, um, I actually looked that up and, like, it wasn't correct. Do you have listeners like no, that? No, no, no. But no, actually, like, one listener approved one of my rants was right, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So, good fact checkers. Even, right e- even if we had annoying listeners, we'd just be like, just thank you for listening. I, yeah. <laughs> we'll what take it, any listeners. What, what, whatever you want to say, we're cool <laughs> with it. I think we should just do a quick... We never had to do, like, a disclaimer on this show, but I think, uh, given the content of this episode, of this case, we should just... Just heads up, we're talking about, like, some of the most fucked up shit we've ever talked about on the show. I think it's probably the harshest, most grimy episode ever, and we gotta handle this with kid gloves, because... This thing is a sensitive thing, and we have to really focus on, like, respecting the victim. Oh, thank you, Nick, because I was just going to jump right into it and victim blame the whole time. But thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Jesus. Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, 
But but just really quickly, uh, we're gonna be talking a lot about sexual assault and rape and a whole bunch of zenith degree. Yes. So um, heads up. Okay, so we're gonna start with uh, Paul's early life. He was born on uh, August twenty seventh, nineteen sixty four. He ah, that's why he's a Virgo. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he was a Capricorn, he would just be like a you know a fine, upstanding Canadian. Exactly, citizen. fine, upstanding yeah. uh, right. Canadian Ken. Right. Yeah, exactly. Hitler was an Aries. I mean, that's why he did bad things. I'm exactly, kidding. that's yeah. a basic bitch's point of view. <laughs> yeah. that's not true. All Aries hate Jews. That's a that's a well known fact. He grew up in a, a very dysfunctional household. His uh, parents, Marilyn and Ken. They really hated each other. His dad would often beat his mom. And uh, this abuse really took a toll on his mom, which of course it did. And uh, she actually started living in the basement of the house. And she was extremely overweight. So this is all stuff that, yeah. God, at least she went skinny and lived in the basement. You know, (laughs) fat woman in the basement. Come on, you're hurting all of us. How did you get so fat (laughs) on just bread and water, you know? And vitamin supplements. <laughs> Paul's mom was uh, extremely cold and unaffectionate. In 10th grade, Paul's mom told his father that Ken was not actually his father at all, but um, he was a bastard. And this had like a profound effect on him. And uh, she didn't say it in the nicest way. And, uh, like she said it like that? Yeah, something like that. You're, it was something like, you're bastard deal with it or some it was something along those lines it wasn't like i have something to tell you you know ken the he's not no it was like uh i fucked some other dude ken's not your dad you're a bastard you're gonna cry about it you're gonna cry about that okay yeah. go cry about that yeah <laughs> you little good looking bitch all right <laughs> okay all right. easy i know what what <laughs> you gotta make it funny somehow yeah <laughs> I just said bitch. Is it? Okay, all right, whatever. Um, Ken's dad was a pervert and a peeping Tom, and he would often watch the neighborhood girls and uh, touch himself. And in 1975, Ken was charged with child molestation for fondling a girl, and he also sexually abused Paul's sister, Debbie. So Paul witnessed all of this. You know, so at this point in his life, it was like a fork in the road, you know. He, he didn't like his parents. He hated Ken. And he hated his mom, too. So it could have been like, I'm going to go this route and be an upsta- upstanding, upstanding citizen. Yeah, whatever. And uh, Or I'm going to be just like Ken. And he ended up well, being just what? like Ken. Well, you know what? I feel like this, this is not excusing bad behavior. But I do think it seems like there must be some genetic chemical imbalance in this family. I to be yeah. fair, though, Ken was not his biological father. So it's the nature versus Ooh. nurture ar- argument yeah. right there. Okay. Which, which has always been both. And it's always both. It's always Psychoph- both. Like, he's obviously, uh, you know, we're going to get into it, but he is a psychopath. If you no. hurt people and you don't care, yeah. you're a psychopath. And there is some sort of chemical imbalance that makes you... I'm not excusing it and saying, oh, you have a disease. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm saying, like, I just feel like that level of psychopathy, it doesn't matter what kind of background you come from I yeah know, you know yeah. or maybe no. it does yeah, I no, 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 no. I totally agree with you man it, it's both he was born with with wires mixed up but having Ken as a father definitely added you know there's a lot of CEOs that are actually um Psychopath. social, sociopaths, sociopaths yeah that's how they could be able to like make cuts 
Yeah. Where like 500 people will lose their job and they right. they just focus on the bottom line, right? Mm-hmm. I would argue that anyone who's super, I'm talking like top 1% successful, not like a, you know, vice president at like a bank. I'm saying like the Bill Gates, I think they're all psycho, uh, sociopaths a little bit. I, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah, you hear that? Bill Gates? Bill Gates, we're coming for you, man. Yeah, yeah you're number one. That foundation? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Fuck Stop. your philanthropy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, the foundation's great, Bill Gates. I'm just saying. I think anyone who's like a top celebrity, a top businessman, and I'm talking like 1%. Yeah. I think they all have a level of, of psych, uh, socio, psychopath. Which one are we going Socio. Well, going well, like, sociopathy. Yeah. Sociopathy. I, I don't know. I just made that, that word up. I'm not you even. Can't, you can't be empathetic. It's hard to be empathetic and be super, super top successful. Like, yeah. You know. I'm not even going to touch on how to say these words. Okay. That's so. not worth worry about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just say can, what you got to say. How about, can we just call sociopath the, the word that makes us so bad? Can we just call that orange? <laughs> and psychopaths, apples, you know, just to it's make like things comparing easier. Uh, right, apples okay. to oranges. Yeah, okay, perfect. Okay, uh, despite like uh, growing up in this like super dysfunctional uh, household, it, the household was also it looked like a crack den. Like mm, it was just mm-hmm, like uh, mm-hmm. he lived in squalor. But despite all of this, his outward appearance was this very happy uh, young boy. He would smile a lot. Uh, he had like you know cute little dimples. He had dimples for days. He, huh? he was a, uh, a a queen scout. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> which is like a, which is like with the Canadian version of a boy scout. So I wish um, I could be a queen scout. Yeah, right. Yeah, but like beneath this charming facade, he was developing some very dark sexual fantasies. He ended up uh, going to the University of Toronto. In 1982. And in, he, in Scarborough. Yeah. Yeah, in Scarborough. University of Toronto is an excellent school. University yeah. of Toronto, Super Scarborough. <laughs> Scarborough is different. That's like, yeah. Not uh, a magnet school of University of Toronto. Yeah. All right. Well, well hey, it's all love, though. Glad we figured that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, we don't want you to think he was too smart. Yeah. You know? yeah. He, he can't be like, hot and smart. You're yeah, like, well, yeah. we feel badly for him. He didn't go to fucking McGill, all right? right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up working for this uh, company called Amway. Ah, uh, yeah, Amway. Way. Oh, and, well, yeah. scheme company. Yeah, no, it's, it's basically scheme. it's the Canadian Herbalife. Or even yeah. you know, it's in the it, states yeah, too. They have Amway. Yeah. You know what? I feel like that he would be a salesman. Just yeah. like that's all I'm gonna say. He would be a salesman. Well, you know, this job kind of like um, got him to practice like his deception. Yeah. Like so, it was kind of like a um, what do you call it? A a, a ground a tra- training ground. It was a training ground. Like the, the was it, it, it was the mail room of uh, his deception. Yeah. It, was it his training day? Oh, Nick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I get it. You had to do it. Um, <laughs> you said the word, and I know a movie of that word. Was I not supposed to say anything? No, I, I get it. Oh, with relationships, he was able to maintain relationships, but they always went off the deep end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's an understatement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I mean, talking about like relationships early in his life. Sure. You know? But um, he was uh, very dominating and possessive. Uh, once giving a girlfriend a shirt that said "Hands off, property of Paul." So harsh. Yeah. If I mean, I don't know if 
if I ever gave a, a girl I was dating that shirt, I would get slapped in the face and I would never see her again. Have probably. you tried it though? <laughs> <laughs> Don't well, knock it till you try it. Maybe it would have okay. worked for you. Like Amanda, like what would you do if somebody that you were hanging out with gave you a property shirt? Property of no, Amanda. Yeah. No, property of um, Bill or whatever um, his name was. Yeah, what would you do? I guess it depends on the context. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Was it, it, it depends. If it's a joke, I would be like, whatever. But like, if it's someone who's been controlling throughout the relationship, I would be like, all right, this is this has reached its level. Yeah, this needs to stop. If it was a joke, like she's my girl, I don't know. Yeah. Depends who does it. it. Is that the answer you were looking for? I don't know. No, 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 no. no, 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 no that that, that is a perfect answer. Like, like, like that. That could be a funny inside couple joke. It like, would if, be. I'm just yeah, like, that's my yeah, girl. Yeah. That's my whatever. But if it, like, but if he if he'd been possessive through the whole relationship, and then he gives me a shirt, it's like, okay, we gotta talk. Yeah. Let's sit down and discuss things because yeah. it's not okay. Yeah. And also, what's the deal with you coming home covered in blood? Like, <laughs> it's been kind of. Yeah, I like look. We'll work it out. But like you know the you know especially when you come home with like viscera and you keep on asking about like where the shovels are. I'm just yeah. getting a little. Con- just let me know and we'll right. do it together. Or you can ask it, me how to scrub DNA. Like yeah. these are all very interesting questions. It's yeah. like, honey, next time you're at the store, please pick up some latex gloves. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> mean, oh, come on, Nick. You mean like, no, 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 gloves. Oh, yeah. okay, we'll figure it out. Nick, uh, you're quicker than that. Uh, he also became obsessed with innocence and virginity. Which many guys, to be fair, is many guys are into that. Sure, sure. Come on, there are men that would blow up cities for 72 virgins. Fuck That's that. Insane. I would be so much happier if the first experience... Who also, the girl I had sex with the first time was also a virgin. And I wouldn't give anything to take that back. It was just like a fumbling, awful night. And no one was happy at the end of it. I think that's everyone's uh, virginity story. Exactly. So why are dudes obsessed with it? <laughs> it, it like 72 ver- That's 72 experiences of everybody just feeling awful and awkward <laughs> and not know, not know what's going on. Fuck that. I want 72... Ladies who like, you know... Know what they're doing. Been around... Okay. Ladies of the evening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, when he dated girls that weren't virgins, he actually like held it against them. Oh, how dare you have sex before me. Exactly. And he would like make them call themselves degrading names. What he wanted to do was corrupt what he saw as pure. And if somebody else did that before them, uh, he lost his fucking mind. Uh, he was also obsessed with anal, which actually is pretty... That's pretty normal. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That makes him pretty mainstream. Yeah. That's... Uh, one of his favorite books was uh, American Psycho. He read it as his Bible. Really? So it, uh, Is that true? Yeah, no, yeah. Oh. Not the movie, the, the book. The, the, the yeah. book, I, I know. Yeah. I, I, so, I, I, although I, the movie was better than the book, so he probably should have just stuck to the movie. Yeah, it, can we talk about the movie for a second? Because I rewatched it the other morning. Just for a second. Okay. Um, so at the end of the movie... He's also dating a girl named Carla. With a K? With a K. Yeah. And my real name yeah. is Paul. And he's Canadian. Uh, <laughs> and you're gorgeous, so... Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm blushing. Um, and he follows girls home after they get off the bus. All right, okay. I'm the, okay. You know what? Let's okay, not even talk about American Psycho. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm, we're sorry, Nick. No, 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 okay. Nick, you tell your story. Well, no, no, no. Okay, so, like, the whole time you watch the movie and all, like, these fan theories and stuff is that everything that happened in the movie was something that happened in his head. Ah. Uh, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh-huh. 
And I've heard this a bunch of times, and when I rewatched it, I was like, yes, maybe it was everything that happened in his head. Because all the scenarios that were put into play and stuff were, like, so crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he, like, shot, like, the front desk people in, like, the World Trade Center. And, well, like, blew it, up a cop car and all this stuff like that. I mean, that's that's the debate. What happened in the movie really happened or was it happening in his head? Because he kept on, like, getting mixed up with other people. Who was the guy that Jerry Leto played? Uh, uh, Paul Atman? Uh, no. Uh, whatever. Yeah. And then, like, uh, the the last part of the scene, it was like he made that confession to his lawyer and, about, yeah, so... And then he saw his lawyer the next day, and his lawyer was like, that was really yeah, funny, I yeah. just had lunch with the guy. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to bring it off the rails, yeah. but I wanted to touch base on that because... Because I just saw American Psycho and I need to talk about it right now. Well, I just rewatched it and like the theory that it was all in his head. The last time I watched it, I was like, huh, I think that's actually what it was about. Okay. My favorite part is when he's breaking up with uh, Reese Witherspoon. Witherspoon. Yeah. Reesey Reesey. And and she goes, uh, what about our past? Our past. And he goes, we never really shared one. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you have any quotes from American Psycho? Um, Quote American Psycho. Um, I'm, um, hey guys, I'm a psycho, and I was born in Ohio, making me an American psycho. That is not that happened in the, in the movie. movie. No, that happened in the movie. What are you talking about? Yeah, that absolutely. Like, the guy said it. The guy said that in the scene. Remember that scene? The guy said that. It was like the titular scene. Yeah, it was the, t- it was the titular whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I just hate these American psychos. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. It was in that one scene. That you know what I'm talking about? That scene. Oh, that scene. That's yeah. Oh, that scene. That scene. That's yes. what I'm talking about. Excellent. Paul's a psycho by the time... I mean, you know, he's a psycho. It, they'll find this out later after he got convicted and everything, but uh, he scored 35 out of 40 on the psychopathy checklist. What were the five items that he wasn't a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the five items that he didn't... Oh, that's yeah, yeah. pretty normal. Okay, that's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you almost made it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Around this time, he starts committing sexual assaults. Uh, he committed multiple sexual assaults, and they start to escalate in viciousness. Viciousness? In, in viciousness. Viciousness. Well, viciousness. Yeah, viciousness. And it, it does all happen around Scarborough. Scarborough. Scarborough? <laughs> all right. He ended up earning the name of Scarborough Rapist. Most of the assaults were on young women who he stalked after they got off the bus late in the evening. He would follow them home, make sure they were alone, and then he would, um, you know, attack them and rape them. So, yeah, so basically... (laughs) Nick. What? I'm like, what? That's harsh. I know, I know, but just like, if you make those noises every time, it's gonna screw me trying to read this outline. Okay, so so, so here, I'll just stay quiet and then just point to me when you would like me to speak. Alright, I'm sorry. Oh, Nick, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, it started out with him, like, flashing a knife and fondling them, and then he would run off, and then it kept on getting more vicious and vicious as it went on, and more brazen. He actually, um... Ended up raping a girl one time in her own backyard. And some of the assaults would last more than an hour, which, like, never happens. As far as, like, sexual assaults go, it's, like, kind of, like, in and out. But this guy was crazy. Like, he would go on for, like, you know, a really long time. So he could last. I'm just kidding. No, that, that's not <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying he can last. Um, 
Oof. <laughs> <laughs> got a little dark. I apologize. No, 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 no. Never apologize. Don't edit that. Don't edit that out. That's a yeah. funny line. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it will stay there. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Between May fourth, nineteen eighty-seven, and May twenty-six, nineteen ninety, Paul committed about eighteen rapes that the authorities know of. Uh, in July of nineteen ninety, two months after the police received a tip that Bernardo fit um, the composite of this person committing the sexual assaults. He was interviewed by police detectives, right? Um, the police at this time had submitted, this is around 1990, uh, 130 suspect samples of DNA testing. This is about the time they received about two reports that the person they were looking for might have been Paul Bernardo. Can we talk about the sketch for a second? Because the police sketch is crazy. It looks like he's like like part of like the Hitler like a, Youth or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like a three quarters. Very thing. Aryan. Very yeah. Aryan, like blonde hair, blue eyes, like Yeah. Well he was blonde hair, blue eyes, but I guess it just looks super like a When I saw it, the first thing I thought was like it was like some type of like drawing from like the nineteen thirties or something <laughs> of like some like you know what it looked like? He looked like Christian Bale from Swing Kids. Swing Heil! You know? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, yes. I remember that scene. Uh, that scene. I remember that. Oh, yeah. I love Swing Kids. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That movie's so sad. Yeah, it was a really sad movie. Remember that scene where the guy was like, hey guys, um, here's a swing. Has anybody got some kids? <laughs> Did that happen? Remember that scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. And, and then they bring out the swing, and then like kids are just swinging on it, and yeah. it has nothing to do yeah. with the Holocaust yeah. at all. No, yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, is it about the Holocaust? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, you know what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was 45 minutes of kids going on the swing and going back and forth and having a great time. I, okay, for the record, listeners, I had no idea that was about the Holocaust, and I'm Jewish, so you can't get mad at me. And then, and then the last five minutes were like, get on this train and that was it <laughs> it was a callback to the joke before that was what it is <laughs> <laughs> so tips keep on coming in about Paul Bernardo and where is he right now he's in he's in Canada he's well in he's in Canada Scarborough? but he's in Scarborough a suburb of Greater Toronto. Toronto. They're like Toronto has like those millions of suburbs around. Yeah, Toronto. it's like uh, yeah. like spider yeah. type suburbs yeah, yeah, yeah. the building with the spike in it that one, you know. Mm-hmm. So basically, there was these tips coming in that was saying that it was a uh, Paul. The first one was from a bank employee, who I guess Paul went in to use a bank. As with. people often do. Yes, and then the second one was from a, a woman named Tina Smirnis, who was um, one of the wives of a friend of Paul's. And uh, basically, she called up and, uh, you know, said, like, the composite looks exactly like Paul. You really need to talk to this guy. Smearing it. Oh, shit. Tina's <laughs> phrasing was very awkward, and it left detectives uncertain whether to take her seriously. So, however, after cross-checking several files, they decided to interview Bernardo. On November 20th, 1990, authorities picked up Bernardo and they interviewed him for about 35 minutes. Bernardo voluntarily provided a sample of forensic testing. However, back in the early 1990s, uh, DNA testing took a very long time and uh, the Canadian authorities were very backed up. 
right? They did not get around to test the results uh, for about 26 months, which is going to have dire consequences. Like textbook yeah. Canadian. Yeah, right? <laughs> when the detectives asked Bernardo why he thought he was being investigated for the rapes, he admitted that he resembled the composite. According to the detectives, he was far more credible than Tina, the woman who kind of uh, said you should interview this guy. Because she wasn't as well-spoken, good-looking. Exactly, yes. It's good. You know, It's you know. You want to talk about upper white middle-class privilege. Th- this is the perfect time uh, to talk about this. Like, like it's, <laughs> it's, it's like... I was uh, waiting for someone to talk about it. Just yeah, time. yeah. I think several times throughout his criminal career, he was saved by what he looked like. And this is and one of them. a lot of serial killers were good-looking. Yeah. Well, That's yeah. why a lot of serial killers are white males mm. because... You don't suspect them as being criminals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look at a, a Ted Bundy type person. Yeah, you know, yeah. and he was a good looking dude, charismatic. Yeah, and like yeah. everyone liked him, and then you know he was a maniac. I even think Jeffrey Dahmer looked, was yeah, oh, yeah, good yeah, looking yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of a hunk. Yeah, right. but that's why serial killers tend to be white men yeah. because they can get away with it. I think a black man or you know anyone else would have a difficult time because you would assume them to be. The, that's the stereotype. But I'm not right. saying me. I'm just saying yeah. statistically, this is the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and, and you're not wrong by saying that. Yeah, yeah. and I think um, it, you know, in talking about upper middle class white males being more like serial killers, uh, that also has to do a lot with like there's evil that burns in our hearts. And, <laughs> and, and me and Nick could testify this. Nick, how many times have you thought about just... I saw That's him... That's because you don't get enough uh, time in the sun. Yeah, so I guess. So you need heat somewhere. It's, it's, it's evil in your heart. Yeah, it's like, why did you kill those 15 women? The D vitamin deficiency. Yeah. I was just... <laughs> I'm too pale, bro. I need and, some sun. Yeah. And I played soccer yesterday, so yeah. I'm all good. But, uh, <laughs> You're not as evil. Yeah, uh, we were do- walking out Brooklyn the other day, and I saw this like uh, straight cat. And then uh, Nick goes, "Hey, look at this!" And he picks it up and he strangled it right before me. And then he threw it at a bystander. And uh, uh, okay, right. well, no, I'm just kidding. Nick didn't do any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, I really believed you guys. Yeah, <laughs> no, like Eric's trying to get this ongoing thing where like I'm a serial killer. I am. Yes. It's just like a little thing. Where's he getting the information from? Is yeah. he just making that up? <laughs> I, yeah. I am really just making that up. Okay, good. Uh, it would be, that would be actually great to have a, tr- a true crime podcast where one of the co-hosts is actually a serial, serial killer, killer. Yeah. and have some great insight. Yeah. That would actually probably drive your ratings up, to be honest. I smell a Michael Bay movie coming, <laughs> coming on. Yeah. Look, like, uh, as far as serial killers go, like, I might not be the greatest serial killer because people could kind of tell that I'm like fucking off kilter sometimes. <laughs> but Nick, wait, you no think, one. What do you mean? It, what do you mean you, you come off as off kilter? Sometimes I could lose my shit. You haven't seen it, but oh, okay. yeah. But Nick never does. What uh, cool, cool as a cucumber. Yeah, you know, that, yeah, those are the ones to watch out for. Yeah, right? I the think. Ones that never yeah, get. yeah. Nick, Nick would be the. I'm not, do it for the podcast. Look Nick. at his fucking face. Do it face. for the podcast. You With can be those like, well, glasses. As, you can be like, well, as the, the on-site a serial killer. And that uh, shirt. Onto this. <laughs> yeah. Do it for the podcast. Yeah. Nick. Come on, you love this thing. Yeah. I'll work on it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be hard though. 
<laughs> get, you know, a, get a vision board going. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'll put together a good vision board with all my heroes on it. And yeah. Then, yeah. Stop being so fucking selfish <laughs> and kill some innocent people so people listen to this podcast. And you could have better insight information. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Which, by the way, that whole concept could be a funny movie. That could be a funny movie. Yeah, here, jot that down. No. Okay. I'll but, write it down. Yeah. As the mother, as a den mother. I mean, as a den milf, I'll write it down. It's dead milf, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ant milf. Ant milf. Yeah. Okay. Ant milf. Uh, we don't have to jot <laughs> it down. Wait, it's just, it's recorded, so. Oh, good. Touche. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so in October 1987, uh, Paul met Carla Homoka. They were at a uh, restaurant in at Howard Johnson's in. That's where Carla was staying at the time. She was 17, he was 23, so they met very young. Uh, at the Hojo. Sure. Uh, That's what they call power <laughs> You know what they say about guys at a Hojo? No go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were sexually attracted to each other almost immediately. And, like, apparently she she invited up, invited Paul up to her room, like, uh, that she was staying in, like, right away. Which, like, is weird. Uh, is we- it that weird though? I mean, it's a one night. I mean, as far as their resume goes, this is the least weird of their resume. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, here's where it gets weird. Uh, the weekend <laughs> they met Paul, that Paul met Carla, he would ask her what she would think if he was a rapist, and Carla said it would be cool. And by the time that Paul met Carla, he had already been sexually assaulting women for about five months. It wasn't a hypothetical. Unlike other women that he knew, she encouraged his sadistic sexual behavior. Four years later, after uh, getting together, and and we're going to go over a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. uh, between those four years, but they got married in in 1991. Paul was 26, Carla was 21. And the day that got married, authorities were basically pulling up a, a body part a remains of a girl in Lake Gibson. By 1990, Bernardo was spending uh, time at Carla's uh, family house. And uh, right off the bat, her parents really liked Paul, thought he was quite a catch. And um, although he was engaged to Carla, he would often flirt a lot with her sister, her younger sister, Tammy. Uh-oh. And Bernardo had not told them that he had, uh, at this point, lost his job as an accountant and was actually smuggling cigarettes across the border. Wait, what? Yeah, so he, like, went from this, like, proper business person to smuggling cigarettes across the border. Uh, He had become obsessed with Tammy uh, peering into his window and... Into her window? Into her window and touching... Uh, himself, oh, gross. Like and, father, like more well, like alleged father, like a son. exactly like a stepfather, like not biologically related <laughs> stepson. Um, <laughs> Carla, instead of being you know the normal response, disgusted by this behavior, actually helped Paul by uh, breaking in the windows in the windows of her sister room and allowing him access. Uh, in July, he took Tammy across the border to get a, get beers for a party. Bernardo later told Carla that they got drunk and began making out. Huh. According to Paul's testimony on July 24th, 1990, uh, during his trial, Carla laced Tammy's spaghetti sauce with crushed Valium. 
She was uh, a, a veterinarian assistant, and she worked at a clinic, so she had access to all these drugs. Uh, she served her sister, the pasta, uh, who soon lost consciousness. And uh, Paul uh, proceeded to sexually assault Tammy uh, while Carla watched. Over the summer, he supplied Tammy and her friends with gifts, food, soft drinks. I believe this is what you would call grooming. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> this is grooming. Six months before their wedding in 1991, Carla stole anesthetics. Anesthetics? Anesthetics. Anesthetic. Anesthetic agent. Anesthetic agent. Anesthetic agent. Anesthetic agent. Anesthetic agent. Anesthetic yeah, it was in like eggnog and rum. Yeah. yeah. Is that correct? Uh, Paul and uh, Carla raped Tammy. Was, you know. Not cool. Totally not cool. And uh, at one point she started to wake up and Carla put a cloth, a holofan soaked cloth over her sister's nose and mouth. Um, basically what was happening was uh, Carla wanted to give... Uh, Tammy's virginity to Paul for Christmas. Once she put the cloth over Tammy's mouth and nose, Tammy v began to vomit. Uh, they tried to revive her uh, and called 911, uh, but it was too late. Tammy had choked on her own vomit and asphyxiated, and she passed away. Man. Carla must really, I mean, I've been really into God. I've loved the wrong people, but like, <laughs> this is like next level. And you know what's crazy? Yeah. She herself was hot. Yeah. Like she could have found another hot guy. Like, yeah. just, I've never gone, would have gone through all of this for some guy that I was like super into. I mean, this is like next level. Like yeah. your sister, like banging your sister and like. With, with Carla though, you got to think that there's something wrong in the sense that she would consent to like anything like this. Yeah, but... Oh, you think so, Nick? <laughs> wait, wait, I'm not an expert, but... <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know what her family was like, per se. It seems like they, from all the research I did, they were super normal. They were fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe like they were people. too normal. Yeah. Maybe maybe she wanted someone like... Maybe her life is too normal and nice and pleasant that she's like, I want the, a bad boy. But this is like... You don't want this yeah. bad boy. Yeah. You know, we all like a little bit of bad boy. Well, everyone yeah. likes a bad boy. Everybody well, likes a bad boy. I, but a bad boy, once it comes to like your sister and you're like drugging your sister. And then raping oh, her with your boyfriend? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that, that's a bit much. Yeah. yeah. You know, I like to party, but not that hard. And uh, God. I mean, talk about wanting to show your boyfriend you're the cool girl. Amanda, like, <laughs> why don't you just live a little? <laughs> you know, I, you know, maybe it's me. Maybe Stop I'm being prudish. such a prude. You're yeah. right. You know what? I think you're yeah. right. Um, but maybe I've never been that in love. Maybe Exactly. I like I heard some stuff about Tammy, uh, about Carla, like uh, prior to meeting Paul. And she was always like super fucked. She was a super goth emo Yeah, she girl. was into like weird shit too. She, she wrote stuff on her uh, notebook like death rules, kill the world, you know? Well, well, Lord knows I love me a spooky girl. So... Yeah. Just so, putting that out there. Oh, <laughs> are, you, are you just putting that out so there? So you're and, single, and uh, Carla. Yeah, yeah. Are you just putting out there? So, so in case Carla Homoka is listening? Yeah. She's married now, but maybe, you know. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I wonder what sex is like with her new husband after oh like 
Yeah, I you bet know, their sex was crazy. As, oh, I'm sure. And, um, <laughs> you know, her new husband has a lot to live up to. I mean, hopefully everyone lives after it's up to, after it's done. I'll tell you what, man. It's yeah. like, it's like Carla Homoka is a, is a psychopath. She's a complete douchebag. Of course. I'm going to foreshadow a little bit. She gets <laughs> off and she actually is living free in Canada somewhere. And she's married. And the With dude, three kids. Yeah. And the dude who married her... He's even, I think he's even more fucked in the head. Maybe not more, but Jesus Christ, man. Right, right, well, also, disclaimer, I'm not racist against uh, Canadians, but maybe he's just oblivious. He's like, oh, she's sorry. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> she she did her time. Yeah. <laughs> That's how <laughs> nice sorry. Canadians yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> she's really upset about it, yeah. you know? Sorry. Like, like, like she's so sorry. Every other month, <laughs> she's Hockey. like... I think I think I made a mistake, you know, with uh, giving my little sister drugs so my boyfriend or well, whatever. Okay, so anyway, what ends up happening is that Tammy start is choked on her own family. They call nine one one, but Paul and Carla cannot revive her, and she is pronounced dead at St. Catherine's General Hospital. Now, despite the very suspicious behavior of Paul and Carla, including, like, vacuuming the sheets and washing the laundry and, you know, in the middle of the night. And uh, despite the chemical burns on Tammy's face, uh, the regional municipality of Niagara Corner and the Holcomb family accepted Bernardo and Carla's version of events that she just basically had too much to drink. Yeah, you know, when you get too drunk and you burn your face. Yeah. With chemicals. Yeah, you know, it's, that's what happens when you're um, yeah. white. You know, it's, I don't know, that's, you know. Yeah. Patients get red, really blonde girls get burned. I, I don't know. Yeah, first world yeah. problems. Yeah. Well, I, I know you're being sarcastic right now, but in my apartment, I have a lot of puddles of halothan lying around. So it's, it's, it's only, it's just yeah, like. Yeah, sometimes you yeah. need a halothan. Yeah, exactly. You never know when you're going to have an animal you need to tranquilize that runs in your house. You yeah. just don't know. I am one major party away between, uh, you know, just just getting halifan all over my face and it turning purple and, you know, so I, I understand how they could, uh, the coroner. In the early morning of June 15, 1991, Paul Bernardo basically detoured through Burlington, which is halfway through Toronto and St. Catharines, Ontario. And they found a uh, schoolgirl, a school 14-year-old girl, girl named wow. Leslie Mahaffey. Leslie Mahaffey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who missed her curfew after attending a friend's wake and was locked out of her house. Oh, Jesus. That, that is fucking tragic. I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> Talk about a bad day. Yeah. Uh, Paul left his car and approached Mahaffey, saying that he wanted to break into a neighbor's house. Unfazed, she asked him for a cigarette. When Bernardo led her to his car, he blindfolded her, forced her into a car, and um, and basically, uh, yeah, he abducted Leslie Mahaffey. Yeah, and then there was Christian French? Yes, and Christian French. So, Bernardo and uh, Carla videotaped themselves uh, torturing and sexually abusing Mahaffey. Mm-hmm. And he, he said stuff like, you're doing a good job, Leslie, a damn good job, all types of sick shit. And he was doing terrible stuff. And, um, let's see, I'm just trying to, okay. 
Yeah, Nick, I got it. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to do yeah, it, okay? Yeah, no, I, Leslie I'm later I'm told uh, Bernardo that her blindfold seemed to be slipping, which signaled the possibility that she could identify her attacker if she lived. And the following day, Paul claimed that Carla fed her a lethal dose of Halcyon. Halcyon? Yeah, Halcyon. So that's another, it's just all these names that I can't figure out how to say. It feels like the pharmaceutical com- uh, companies call things whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Whatever. <laughs> then in April 16, 1992, Paul and Carla drove to St. Catharines to look for another potential victim. Um, basically, they passed uh, Holy Cross Secondary School a Catholic high school, and they spotted 15-year-old Christian French uh, walking briskly uh, to her nearby home. Wasn't it in a church parking lot? I don't know. Where, where they, like, scooped her up? Somewhere in Canada. Every, everything at this point of the story has, like, a, a Christian Catholic name. She went to St. Catharines. No, they're in St. Catharines. She went to Holy Cross Secondary School. I'm sure there was a church somewhere thrown into this whole story. <laughs> um, basically, they abducted her. Over the Easter weekend, Paul and Carla videotaped themselves torturing and sexually assaulting French, forcing her to drink alcohol and uh, doing all types of awful, terrible shit. Um, the following day, Paul and Carla murdered uh, French before going to Carlos' house for Easter dinner. Whoa. Yeah. Not cool. Yeah, I know. Uh, Carla testified at a trial that uh, Paul strangled French for seven minutes while she watched. But at the other end of that is Carla was like, he was the one. uh, uh, Anyway, this whole thing is uh, just getting out of control. uh, It's spiraling off. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. French's nude body was found on April 30th, 1992 in a ditch in Burlington. This is Burlington, Canada, by the way. Uh, 45 minutes from St. Catharines, a short distance away where uh, Leslie Mahaffey was actually buried. Um, she had been washed, her hair had, was cut off, and although uh, it was thought that French's hair was removed as a trophy, Carla would later testify that it was cut to impede identification. Hmm. So, investigation. On December 27th, 1993, Paul beat the shit out of Carla. Not cool. Yeah. It's fine in Carla's case because she's a monster. I don't give a shit about a monster beating the shit out of a monster. Um, <laughs> so so that it's fine. And actually, it, this beating is good for two reasons. Number one is Carla Homoka, so fuck her. And the other reason is because this is how he ended up getting caught. He basically broke her nose, had a bunch of uh, ribs broken. There was, He said it was an automobile accident. Okay. Yep. Her parents took her to St. Catherine's General Hospital where she gave a statement. Uh, and basically at this point, she went to the authorities, tell them that Paul was beating the shit out of her. And Paul was arrested and he was re- later released on his own recognition. Recognizant. Recognizance? Recognizance of uh, At this point, Carla wanted to leave Paul. Um, and when she did, she was like looking for the videotapes but couldn't find them. Hmm. Yeah. At this point, uh, this kind of like this whole beating brought the authorities back to um, uh, Paul's, what do you call it, trail? 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, the smoking gun. Yeah, Amanda was just like, this trail is it. right, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or path, or, uh, path, yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever. Does anybody remember the um, DNA sample? Yes, that he submitted do. 26 years ago. Wait, do you see my hand raise? Yeah, I do see your hand raise, okay. yes. Thank you. Uh, well, at this point, the Toronto police were informed that it matched. Uh, it was a match for... Oh, wow. So they got him. So it was really good that, that he... Not good, but it kind of was like the thing that like set it off to get this guy. To yeah. get Paul Bernardo. Yeah. Well, and it was in his like initial hubris in the whole thing where he was like, yeah, I'll give a DNA sample. It's fine. Yeah. yeah what the, what is, I'm like... It's the 90s. What's DNA? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I can just say it's not mine. That's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. No, Paul, we have... No, it's not mine. It's not mine. <laughs> and it was so backed up that they just never got to it, you know? Yeah. So, it's like yeah. a serial killer DNA. We'll get to that like next Tuesday. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a He, he was good looking and around. sweet and smart. Well, well you know. Yeah. He's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. He's not a threat. Yeah. Good-looking people don't hurt other people. Yeah, that smile. How could he? How could he be? The dimples. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. the dimples. Was that? Oh yeah. So he's he's taken to. Uh, he's taken to the the clink. The authorities went to Carla, and Carla thought that the authorities were there to talk about her uh, domestic abuse. But what they were really there to talk about was Paul Bernardo, right? So then she kind of got, like, wise to, like, the fact that, oh, shit, they're on to us, right? She kind of freaked out. Textbook Carla. Yeah, and she, and later that night, she told her family about mm-hmm. Paul Bernardo and how he was the Scarborough rapist and about the murders of Mahaffey and French. She didn't talk about Tammy because she was talking to her family. Naturally. Yes. Um, it's like the one like big, it's like I oh, yeah, remember my dead sister yeah um Paul Bernardo that yeah. guy, Paul, Bernardo. <laughs> Paul Bernardo I screw it up yeah. <laughs> two days after this Carla uh, lawyers up with a guy named George Walker and uh, he's he seeks out legal immunity for Carla in exchange for cro- cooperation. And they cut her a deal. They say that it's called a queen for a day deal where she could say anything and she can't get prosecuted or charged with what she says. And she basically blames everything on Paul. Paul murdered Mahaffey and French uh, after raping them several times. On February 17th, 1993, authorities arrested Paul uh, and they had a search warrant. They, uh, the search warrant was like limited, right? They couldn't like break down walls or ceilings or stuff like that they were looking for the videotapes right so carla told the authorities about the videotapes the search of the house lasted 71 days they found incriminating videotapes but not the ones 71 days that's like three and a half months to search a house? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's Canada. This isn't exactly the most efficient form of government. Like yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no. You could do that in like a day. Yeah. New York police could do it in a day. <laughs> they did find an assault of a, of a lady who is known as Jane Doe. Oh, that mm-hmm. Jane Doe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, but they didn't find anything about uh, French or Mahaffey or Tammy. Um, so they only found, they found that and that's it. And then like, I don't know, a bunch of like... Uh, Other shit. A bunch of shit. You know, yeah. reruns of the of... Cosby show or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he's convicted eventually. Yeah. Yeah, he's like mad convicted. Yeah. Okay, good. And then she's convicted too. 
Oh, well, she's already been convicted. She got 12 years through the plea deal. On May 5th, Walker uh, was informed by the government that they were offering Carla a plea deal of 12 years. Ah, 12 years. And she had one week to accept it. She ended up accepting it. She began giving statements to uh, police investigators. And she ended up testifying in uh, Paul's trial. Paul Bernardo was tried for the murder of French and Mahaffey in 1995. Uh, his trial included uh, a detailed testimony from Carla, and they found the videotapes. They found oh, the they tapes. Found yeah, they found the tapes. What the videotapes basically showed was that Carla was as involved in the murders as Paul was. So she can't give the babe in the in the woods routine. The you know. Yeah, exactly. I was like forced into this. I didn't know what was going on. She couldn't, but it didn't matter because the plea agreement basically it saved her. Saved her ass. Yeah. Paul was given life in prison with no parole after 25 years. And he was also designated as a dangerous offender. Dangerous offender, yes. Which makes it likely that he won't get paroled. paroled. But he can get paroled in 2018. Which is this year. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he also wrote a book called Mad World in 2015. Oh. And apparently it was an Amazon bestseller. Yeah. Which is bananas. I... It is bananas, but I understand because I, <laughs> I think I, I mean, would. I it's pretty intriguing to hear this like famous serial killer, his manifesto or whatever it's called, and his manifesto appropriate in here. I, I would, I would read it. I would, I, I would go on there and read, see what that. See I want to know about Carl. See, this is the thing that intrigues me. Paul, like I get it, he was a psychopath. He had this weird sexual fantasy, whatever. <laughs> Carla, I, she had no history of sexual of. She worked with animals. Usually psychopaths or serial killers are are mean to animals. So it's like the antithesis of what you'd think a serial a person who likes to hurt people would be like, but she was so in love with this guy, like that she just did all these awful things and didn't care about people's hurt or feelings and like I, I don't know. I, I would rather read her book than his. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would read Carla's book in a heartbeat over yeah. his book absolutely because you got to think that she was coming from a position where it's like, hey, you know, I'm graduating high school. I met, like, this cool, hot. Dude, hot dude, you know, and, like, I'm going to get married. Oh, by the way, my hubby's into, like, this really weird shit. I guess I have to get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, once again, nature nurture type thing. Yeah, maybe she liked, like, I don't know. Like, maybe she liked him. a bad boy. But remember, were we talking about how, like, he almost wasn't going to marry her at first? He, mm-hmm. like, went to a bachelor party and he, like, met this nurse. Yep, and yep. And fell in love with this nurse. And he's like, well, I really like this nurse because she's into sick shit. And that's when she gave him Jane Doe, her friend. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Like, so he, she had opportunities to leave. He was not going to, he was going to be like, I met this other woman into this shit, bye. And she could have... Like, she avoid could, all this. She could have left at any point. Yeah. But she didn't. She chose to stay. And she was active participant. She was released on July 4th, 2005. Ugh. And, uh, and, like, the tapes uh, showed her basically sexually assaulting four of the female victims, having sex with a female prostitute in Atlantic City, and at another point, drugging an unconscious victim, and prosecutors said that... Uh, they would never agree to the plea deal if they had seen the tapes before. It was a whole thing with the lawyer. Paul's lawyer got the tapes and then he held on to them, thinking that he could impeach mm-hmm. Carla on the stand. Uh, he was also not very good at criminal law. 
And he almost got, he actually got charged with like obstruction of justice or something like that. Yeah, so uh, there's a news report on April 20th, 2016 that placed Carla as living in her, with her children, with three children in Chattagouay, Quebec, under the name Leanne Bordelia. Well, there goes her secret identity. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Can you try and read these names? Chateauguayé. There. Quebec. That's good. Yeah, that's Have beautiful. you ever taken French? No, but Chateau, like the way the first word is Chateau. Chateauguayé. Oh, is that what that first word is? Yeah, Chateau, like a Chateau. Is, oh, okay. It's a house. Yeah. yeah, like you've seen it. Like they have like like uh, catering halls that have, like chateau and it's yeah. spelled like that. Yeah. So yeah, so if you live in Chateau Guay, Quebec, do not let your kids play with a woman whose kids are moms or Leanne. And, and she's had no no like sexual like she's done nothing mm-hmm. since then. Like no has gotten in trouble in law. Nothing that we no, know. I really think you were talking about how she would. She's a. Uh, dangerous in society. I think that she's not, though. I think yeah. that she would be fine, but that doesn't matter. She should rot in prison. Oh, yeah. yeah. doesn't matter. But he is a threat to society. He should Oh, he not. definitely, yeah, yeah. He'll he'll go on raping and killing people no of matter course. what. Of course. Of course. How many years he spent in prison? Like, 18 or something? Like, nothing? Like, 20? Whatever. She's going around eating poutine and showing her kids how to make poutine and just... God, this woman procreated. Oof. Enjoying Poutine. And Thankfully, they didn't procreate together. That would have been a disaster. Well, you never know. Good-looking yeah. kids, but... <laughs> but psychos. Psychopaths. So, guys, you think we hit it? Yeah. Alrighty. There was uh, a lot more to the case, but we we hit the major points. I mean, there's a lot going on. There's yeah. a lot of moving parts. A ton of shit going on. Hey, uh, Amanda, you got some uh, sweet plugs? I, I produce a show in Hoboken called Showboken. I know you love the name. Um, <laughs> I, I love puns. Why don't you guys follow me? The not really, but you know, not not Paul Part, not Paul Bernardino. Follow me, but like follow me, like uh, <laughs> the Amanda Gale at uh, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Amanda yeah. Gale on Facebook. Social media follower. Don't yeah, like not follow Paul her Bernardino. after the, yeah. after she gets off the bus. Follow her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Aaron, what you got, man? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oy vey. Yeah. Uh, the first Wednesday of uh, each month, we do a show called What's in the Box. What's in the Box? What's in the Box? <laughs> Come to that. And, um, oh, and if you like this episode or just the show in general, uh, leave a four star review. And if you don't, um, Nick lives at <laughs> 23 Green Borough Drive in. Nice Bed try. Stuy, Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. Yeah. Um, so follow us um, on Twitter. So it's uh, Love is Amazing, yo. At Instagram, Love is Amazing, yo. Uh, we got a website, um, Fit Love is Amazing in there. <laughs> you guys know how to spell it. Yeah. Smart listener. Yeah, and uh, oh, and this is our second to last show in our current space right now because we are transitioning to our new studio from our current space, which is the uh, quote unquote Luna Lair. We are going to be recording in the uh, Magnolia Motel uh, coming up in two weeks. So That's amazing. That sounds so fun. Yeah, yeah. So like, good job, guys. Yeah, so we're moving on up. Like, yeah. Like, we're moving into a studio. But uh, Amanda Gale, always a pleasure having you. Please uh, come back again. I will come back anytime you guys ask me. This is my favorite thing to do. Yeah. True crime, talk about podcasts, and um, 
hang out with you guys. So, hey, can, in that order. Can we do a quick word from our sponsor? It would take two seconds. Sure, go for All it. All right, quick word from our sponsor. It's important to learn new things during life. That's why I signed up for Blue Apron. So I can learn how to cook uh, with the freshest ingredients around. Uh, sometimes Nick even prepares the meals with me, but he's usually too busy huffing spray paint with high school kids. It's no different than buying them beer, he would always say. Turned out that would be quite the understatement, especially on June 8th, 2015, when I walked into his apartment and found 16-year-old Michael Bronski dead, lying in the puddle of his own vomit. How was I supposed to know the kid couldn't handle his inhalants, he said. I said, you need to get to Beautyland on Jersey City, on Newark Ave. Beautyland, the one-stop shop to really change the person you are if you really fucked up your life. Uh, And their customer service is top-notch. In fact, they didn't even uh, blink an eye when he tried to proposition the uh, front desk girl and ask her if he wanted to go back and huff some glue. Beautyland! Just... You know, because, hey, we all make mistakes. All right, all right. that's it. Bye, guys. Love is amazing, but it's also bullshit, and it might also get you murdered.